Hey, how's it going? I know, you probably thought I was done with this, didn't you? You probably thought I'd given up. And that I... That I just wasn't doing this anymore. Truth be told, I thought about it. I was considering it. I was like, do I need to continue doing this? Should I continue doing this? Is this good for my mental health? But then I thought, who cares about mental health? Who cares about all that dumb stuff? Disclaimer, that's not actual dumb stuff. I'm just doing that as a joke. Um, and the truth is, I got another job, and um, I've just been busy working. I started the job around early March, so obviously it's been a little bit more than I expected. But uh, other than that, I won't go too in-depth because I'm like afraid of getting sued if I talk about it or whatever. But besides that, um, I'm back, and today's episode, obviously by the title, I just want to take a second and talk about something that I've been noticing with DC movies. You know, um, before you're asking, yes, I would do an episode on the upcoming Batman movie. I'm planning that one literally as I was writing the one for this one. Um, but this one I felt like I had to talk about first considering that they came out earlier. Um, and obviously if you just clicked on today's episode and you have no idea what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Justice League. Specifically, the movies that came out under Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder. And I'm going to be comparing the two and discussing what went wrong, what went right, what's better, what's worse, and why the hell Warner Brothers is not going to continue the Snyderverse. Um, But, like I said, in preparation for this, I have watched a lot of DC movies. Like, a lot. Like, more than I probably should have. I watched, of course, uh, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman. Uh, I watched Wonder Woman 2 when it came out. I watched Aquaman again. I watched... uh, What else? What else is there for DC? I watched Shazam. That one was awesome. Um, And then, yeah, I watched Justice League, and... You know, I just watch the Snyder version so it's it's a lot uh let's see the only movies I did not watch uh for preparation of this episode were Suicide Squad The Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey everything else I watched um the reason why um is because focusing on Justice League feels like I don't need to focus on Suicide Squad or The Suicide Squad or Birds of Prey, because that's kind of like its own spin-off. Um, the crappy Suicide Squad from 2016 is all but retconned at this point. And the Suicide Squad of 2021 came out way after um, the original Justice League and a little bit after Snyder's cut. Um, yeah. And also, you know, Birds of Prey is like a continuation of Suicide Squad. The crappy one I think I don't know I haven't seen it I still haven't watched it at all um yeah I also didn't watch Peacemaker or anything like that um you know I'm not really that kind of guy um but regardless I talked about it and DC movies have this stunning thing about them 
All of them, directed by Zack Snyder, seem to get progressively worse until Justice League. And then all the ones not directed by Zack Snyder seem to do really well, except for like 20% of the movie being overused jokes and just kind of like plot confusion. I don't know. I'm not really here to talk about DCEU and its mistakes and all that. But like, to focus on Justice League, we have to talk about Zack Snyder's earlier films. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Zack Snyder is the guy who directed Man of Steel from 2013, Batman v Superman from 2016, uh, Justice League partially, now here's what I'm saying partially, from 2017 and then Zack Snyder's director's cut of Justice League which was released sometime around 2021 I can't remember the past two years have been a blur so looking at these four movies there is an irregularity in the third one Justice League that was released in like 2016 2017 that's because this one started to be directed by Zack Snyder but due to some family issues, some personal family issues that I'm not going to look up because I feel like that's an invasion of privacy. That's not my family. That's Zach's family. I don't need to know about that. You don't need to know about that. But if you want to know about that, just look it up. Use Google. I'm not your Google. Um, so uh, Zack Snyder's directing a Justice League movie for Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers like... I know that you only have like three movies, Zach, but I want a Justice League. I want to make, we want a bunch of Justice Leagues. We got to get caught up with Marvel over here. They've got like three Avengers. We need like three Justice Leagues, okay? Zack Snyder, he had planned like a trilogy of Justice League movies in what he would call the Snyderverse. Um, we actually see hints of this in Batman v Superman, in like Batman's nightmare scenes. Night with a K for Dark Knight whatever i didn't write these names okay um if you know what i'm talking about it's like the scenes where bruce wayne seems to be having uh visions or nightmares but they seem to be ambiguous as to what time period they're occurring if they're occurring at all or if they're just nightmares all those questions were answered in Zack snyder's justice league because he kind of had to wrap it up with a neat little bow considering warner bros says no more Snyderverse, okay? He said, Warner Brothers says that due to failing popularity of Snyderverse, we're just gonna retcon it, we'll reboot it later or whatever. I don't really know because they're still coming out with a lot of stuff. And I think how they're planning to fix it is using the new upcoming Flash movie. Um, there's a lot to do when we're talking about comic book movies. I'm trying to like evolve this as linearly as possible, but the problem with comic book movies is that comic books themselves are ridiculously complicated. These are comics that have been starting since like World War II, okay? That was over 80 years ago, right? And the fact that I'm here talking about a movie based on a character that was created sometime in the early 19th in the early 20th century is wild okay so it's just there's a lot to do with this so um you know just bear with me as i do my best to you know try and 
make sense of this. All right. So, <clears throat> all right. So, with the upcoming Flash movie, I believe it gives Warner Brothers a chance to reboot the whole DCEU, DC Extended Universe movies while not having to redo anything they've done and still allowing them to push further projects using the recent edition of the Flashpoint Paradox and all the stuff that happened from that, which basically just means that the Flash is going to travel through dimensions and through universes and connect a bunch of crap and fix a lot of crap and give Warner Brothers the opportunity to forget a lot of crap. Um, so let's focus a little bit more on Zack Snyder's Snyderverse um, and the original Justice League. Okay, so we get Man of Steel and, you know, it's a movie about Superman. Then we get a movie called Batman v Superman where Batman and Superman fight for about 10 minutes in like a three-hour movie. <sighs> and in this movie, Superman dies, Batman gets visions, and we get this inkling that there are other superheroes out there. You know, we see bits and pieces of Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Flash, and Cyborg. And then comes uh, Wonder Woman, which just gives Wonder Woman's origin story. And then, of course, Justice League. Now, I'm going to be referring to this version of Justice League as Justice League. And the reason I'm doing that is because this Justice League was directed by Joss Whedon. Now, if you don't know who Joss Whedon is, he's one of the guys who, like, he might have been a producer or a director or something in the second Avengers film, Age of Ultron. And, you know, I'm not calling anybody out here, but Warner Brothers... Like I said, uh, Zack Snyder himself was going through some personal family issues, so he couldn't work on the movie. So Warner Brothers decided to hire Joss Whedon to help fill in the gaps and basically come up with an Avengers-style Justice League movie, which was not Zack Snyder's original vision for the film. Anyway, uh, like I said, I'm not throwing shade or anything, but guys, Warner Brothers, you guys really picked the guy who helped make the shit, the the crappiest Avengers film to make your first like to uh, like superhero power-up film. Like, I don't get why you would do that. Like, they literally... Like, I'm, I'm telling you, they literally took Joss Whedon, who helped make Avengers Age of Ultron. That was the weakest Avengers film out of the four. Out of Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, and Endgame, Age of Ultron comes on bottom. It's it's just last. It just doesn't have the plot, doesn't have the story, doesn't have the emotion behind it. It's just bad. Compared, comparatively to the other three. I'm not saying it's like a bad movie overall. I'm just saying that compared to the other three, it was lacking. Um, anyway, Joss Whedon comes up and he's like, okay, Warner Brothers, I got you. And he fills in the gaps of Zack Snyder's Justice League. He films it. It's like an hour and a half movie. It's full of jokes. It's very Marvel-esque, you know. The action's all CGI-filled. The characters are all funny-duddy. And they don't really care about as much as they should. Um, and then, of course, it gets stunningly terrible reviews. 
it gets such bad reviews. People hate <laughs> Justice League. Um, or maybe I'm over exaggerating. Here, let me. I'm looking up Justice League and I'm going to Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 39% review, audience gave it a 68% review. Critics say Justice League leaps over a number of DC movies, but its single bound isn't enough to shed the murky aesthetic, thin characters, and chaotic action that continue to dog the franchise. I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like a pretty bad review. I um, I didn't really know what to think of it, so I rewatched it. I rewatched Justice League, and you know what? I don't think it's bad enough to warrant a 39% from critics, but I also don't think it's good enough to warrant a 70% from the audience. Now this is something that uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Film Theory, covers in one of its theories. It talks about how fans might have inflated the score despite giving terrible reviews and terrible feedback, mainly to keep Warner Brothers in mainly to keep Warner Brothers making DC movies. It's like, if we give it a high enough rating, Warner Brothers will continue to make movies. But um, what the film theorist was saying is that, he's saying is that basically, by doing this, we're kind of giving the impression that DC is making good movies, when in reality, they aren't. So, I guess, we should just be more honest. But, um, anyways. Uh, after... After the failure that was Justice League, fans were in an outrage. The diehard fans wanted Zack Snyder's original vision for Justice League. And they were like, we want the Snyder director's cut. We want Snyder's original vision. And this led to a lot of, like, I don't want to say rebellion, but, like, a lot of support, you know, for um, Zack Snyder, for him to finish his original vision, and for all that stuff. And Warner Bros. was like, no, we're not doing it. We're not going to do it. It's not It's not happening. Give it up, guys. Uh, until, like, um, I mean, I guess they finally caved in, though, and, you know, they started making it, and they're like... Warner Brothers is green, green lighting the project and they're going to add like 20 or 30 million and they're going to let Zack finish his original film, which he straight up was like, this is either going to be a four-hour movie or a six-part miniseries on HBO. And at the time, HBO was completely new and people were like, this is not going to work. This is going to fail. But the problem was that it was going to be exclusive to HBO Max. So people couldn't buy a ticket to go see the six-part miniseries or the four-hour movie, whichever one that it was going to be. It ended up being a four-hour movie, by the way. Um, people, you know, they were super happy. They were like, yes, finally, we're going to get a freaking film that we actually want, that we actually care about. And so with this, um, some more time passed, and Zack Snyder got the actors to come back. He reshot some stuff, and he gave us Zack Snyder's director's cut Justice League and wow it did so much better 
Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 71, and audience scores gave it a 94. That is a huge jump. That's like almost doubling the critic score and like just adding 50% to the audience score. But again, we talked about audience scores earlier. Critics said Zack Snyder's Justice League lives up to its title with a sprawling cut that expands to fit the director's vision and should satisfy the fans who willed it into existence. Now, that doesn't really say anything about whether it's good or bad. It's not really a how good is this movie, how, how what to expect from it. It literally just says Snyder's Justice League is a long movie and should satisfy the people who wanted it. Now, if I click on read critic reviews, I'm just going to read randomly. I'm going to also, yeah, because, you know, I, I believe in true randomness. So I'm going to go to random number generator and just one through 10 and generate. Google says one. Okay, so I'm just going to do the first one. It says, this is unarguably Snyder's true vision. And while it may not win over any neutrals, Diehard fans who campaigned for years can feel somewhat vindicated. Hey, at least there were no weird CGI lips. I don't get that. I don't remember if there were weird CGI lips. So I'm going to do another random number generator with a minimum of 2 because I already did the first one. And a max of 15 and generate and we get 8. So 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. This... Uh, review says a significant improvement from the previous movie does it need to be this long no but this film is a reminder that a director's vision can make a significant difference in a film original score 3.5 out of 5 you get the idea right those were both good reviews I'm gonna read a bad one right now um, yeah <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find one uh, this one is really shortened to the point that says the Snyder Cut still a mess now a million years long. Um, ultimately, that this even exists is almost reason enough to give it a whirl. Uh, another one that says, I'm in a dark room surrounded by dark clouds and I'm brooding and I'm so edgy and the fountainhead just isn't hitting the spot like it usually does. And you get the point. That's That's literally what it says. It ends with and you get the point. So, what what happened? You know, uh, what what really happened with this movie? That's what I want to talk about. I'm gonna first talk about the original Justice League, and it's not really that difficult to find out where it went wrong. The movie's only an hour and a half long. Okay, now is that enough time to introduce? six characters no it isn't especially counting the members of the justice league you have superman batman wonder woman flash aquaman and cyborg that is seven characters one of which is dead four of which have yet to have been introduced in the universe at all so that's that means you have an hour and a half to do four character introductions and to bring a character back from the dead. You also have to introduce the villain and you also have to basically do everything in between. You have to make a movie in an hour and a half. Now, could that have been done? Arguably, 
maybe maybe it could have been done we don't know i personally do not know i've never directed a movie before the original avengers the avengers from 2012 this movie was two hours and 20 minutes long and it had already introduced every single character literally all the avengers iron man captain america thor hulk hawkeye scarlett johansson as freaking black widow all seven of these characters had already been introduced even the main villain loki had already been introduced the only like two of these characters would be uh black widow and hawkeye who didn't get their own individual movie everyone else did iron man captain america thor and hulk each had their own movies before the avengers movie had even came out so by this point by the time the avengers comes out we already have an idea of what the characters are like so we don't have to spend so long introducing them we have to spend time getting them to work together this is something that justice league does wrong We've only got two alive characters that have worked together previously, four completely new characters, and a character that is dead. Literally, Superman is dead at the start of this movie. Now, you might you might be saying that the Avengers for two hours and 20 minutes might be a really long time to get characters to work together, but it works. Like, the pacing is just good enough to get you to understand like the first 40 minutes of the movie is introducing characters and like i said each of the characters had already been introduced before this is just introducing them in this movie the next like 20 minutes is them meeting each other and working with each other then there's like an hour of conflict where they work with each other but don't work together well and then there's like the final conclusion where they just work together really well because they've learned from their mistakes and you know that's just how a superhero movie goes like eventually the power of friendship wins or whatever but still this was two hours and 20 minutes and at the end of it you can still tell that there's some tension like i don't know iron man and captain america aren't going to be the best of friends but they can trust each other now it's just it's agitating you know because you can see you can see a clear difference you can see a clear difference between the avengers taking two hours and 20 minutes to give you time to accept that these are the characters you're watching this is how they all fit together this is how they're going to work together and this is how they do work together whereas justice league says here's an hour and a half we're going to put seven characters one of which is dead two of which you've seen before for a little bit four of which you've never seen before and we're going to expect you to know how they work together watch them work together and then have them succeed together it's ridiculous it's insane i feel like they should have known like even if you only made it two hours if you had made it a half hour shorter than avengers that's still a half hour to include so much more you could have done so much more and that's saying something after like including random bullcrap 
I'm not. I'll talk about this later, but in the original Justice League, there's like this whole like extra crap with this Ukrainian or like Russian family or whatever. I don't actually know the nationality because I didn't pay attention that much. But there's like this family, and periodically throughout the film, it'll cut to them, just like so that we can see what it's like at uh, Steppenwolf's base. <laughs> And it's just like, what? Why? Why do we have this? And they cut it out in the Snyder cut, which was like a total of, I don't know, seven or eight minutes total altogether. And it still ended up being four hours long. But still, like, I, I don't know, man. It's just, you could have done so much more for this. Now, I'm just, I'm going to talk about the characters themselves. Okay. So, in Justice League. Here's here's what we get. I'm going to go through each character. This is what we get for Superman's character. Okay, uh, Superman's dead. He doesn't show up till about halfway through the movie when all the characters agree that uh, the mother boxes... I'm just going to go ahead and say, um, if you guys haven't seen these movies, what I'm saying is not going to make sense. You have to go watch these movies for this to make sense. Um... So, yeah, all the characters get the mother box, and they're like, this is powerful, we should use this to bring back Superman. Or at least Batman says that. The only one who agrees with him is Cyborg. Um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are like, this is a totally bad idea, and the Flash is just kind of flashing. Um, yeah, so Superman comes in about halfway through the movie, and he beats up the Justice League, and then he leaves. And he goes and remembers who he is with Lois Lane. Also, screw Lois Lane. Um, then he realizes he needs to go back and join the fight. And so he joins the fight. Like, he literally joins the last battle, like, a quarter of the way through the battle. He helps the Flash save some people. And then he beats up Steppenwolf. Like, that's literally it. That's all Superman does. Um, okay, next we'll go with Batman. So, Batman and Batman vs. Superman is extremely dark. Like, he punches the crap out of people and basically kills people. Um, in Justice League, we see a Batman who is way more focused on, like, I don't know, being a sacrifice? Like, he acknowledges that he's old and that he wants to stop doing Batman stuff. That he has to keep doing Batman stuff. So it's kind of weird. But he's also a douche to everyone. Like, he's kind of trying to be like Fury. Like, again, I'm drawing Marvel connections. But he's trying to be like Fury in that he's a douche. He's like a douchebag. But he's like an, a supportive douchebag. Like, he's trying to push the team to be a team. But he's doing it in a dick way. And Cyborg calls him out on that in the movie. He's like, well, you were being an asshole. I did the calculations, and you're right. We need Superman. Which was dumb, but it was, again, another way for Joss Whedon to make a joke. So, um, yeah. That's what we get for Batman. Um, let's go to Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is kind of just there. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman has this weird arc where she's trying to be a leader. But she doesn't want to accept the responsibility of being a leader. Because she's like, leaders get people killed. Leaders are responsible for what happens. And like, yeah, that's literally what a leader is. 
you're also like the strongest out of the six not including superman you should be the leader but yeah whatever um aquaman aquaman's just kind of this wild hothead who's comedic relief um that's about it for him uh the flash the flash is the saving grace of this goddamn movie he is comedic relief but he's good comedic relief you know it makes sense for barry allen's character in this movie to be that funny and to be that anxious and nervous and inexperienced because he's the flash and like he calls him out he calls himself out and he's like the most i've ever done in battle quotations around battle is run really fast and push someone he's not used to the whole like doing stuff and so it makes sense for his character to be the way it is in justice league he's the only character that i would say is worth watching um yeah okay that's about it for flash um Sorry about that. I ran out of time recording and I was about to hit the like over limit and I just had to stop. And I'm sorry if you heard an ad. Um, I'm trying to make some money too. <laughs> um, but I mean, the ads aren't that long and you know, this is a pretty long episode anyway. So I guess if you're still listening after hearing an ad, I guess maybe you want to hear all this. I don't know. Anyways, um, where was I? I talked about superman batman wonder woman and the aquaman and flash uh last two characters are cyborg right cyborg and then there's one more isn't there i feel like i'm forgetting one no actually cyborg's the last one okay um cyborg's character is the saddest i will admit that cyborg's character is the absolute saddest in this movie because he gets like five minutes of screen time like total like he gets like such there's so little they do with cyborg's character it's 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 upsetting it's upsetting how little they do for a cyborg's character he's essentially the monster of the team like he acknowledges himself as a monster and then saves the world because he was built by a mother box so yeah that's cyborg he saves the world even though he's a monster that it was so bad like if i even talk about steppenwolf's character like even steppenwolf's character himself was just kind of annoying in that you don't really know his motivation for anything except for the fact that the mother boxes destroy all of life that's basically all we get It's, it's annoying and confusing. Um, I guess something else you can mention is the lack of Darkseid. Um, that's probably Joss Whedon not knowing that Zack Snyder wanted Darkseid in the movie. But yeah, Darkseid's not in Justice League, so whatever. Uh, yeah, so talking about Snyder's cut, um, it's definitely does so much better. It does so much more. But it's so long. It's like really long. Four hours is a long time. 
and he tries his best to split it up into like six parts like yeah it like splits off where you know where he's like just like it would do like a like on an episode like an episodic type stuff like it says part one and then it talks about part one and then it goes into part one and then he goes to part two and then he goes to part three so if you didn't want to watch the full four hour version all in one sitting which i wouldn't recommend honestly uh unless you have a lot of free time and you're good at sitting still for a really long time um but you know if you are not good at sitting still for a long time and you still want to watch it uh just split it up into like two hours each in like a sitting two hours in a sitting or I guess you could watch it over a series of days and watch each part. Although at that rate, I'd say you're kind of just wasting time. Uh, regardless, it's a long, long movie. But Zack Snyder has the advantage. He knows everything that went wrong with the first one. And he knows what he wants to add. And he has some idea of how everyone will react to what he wants to add and so a lot of differences are noticeable first they get rid of the russian family that has nothing to do with the story um they also add in a lot of backstory like most notably with cyborg's character like cyborg goes from the shittiest character in justice league to being the most the best character. I'm, I, yeah, I'm literally gonna go ahead and say he was the best character in Snyder's Cut Justice League. Because they spend like 20 to 30 minutes just on Cyborg's story. And it's sad. It's emotional. It's powerful. I cried, bro. It was so good. Like, it, it really just did him justice. Like, it did my boy some good. Um, Wonder Woman's character was kind of the same. Actually, no, I would say Wonder Woman's character turns into the weakest in Snyder's Cut Justice League. Because her arc goes from I want to be a leader, but I don't want to be a leader, to becoming a leader. And then in Justice League, Snyder's Cut goes from I'm an Amazon. Might be interested in Bruce Wayne gives one helpful line about Lois Lane. That's it. That's really it. So I guess they sacrificed Wonder Woman's character, but she wasn't really that strong in Justice League anyway. Uh, and when I say strong, I don't mean like physically, like in terms of strength between all the characters. I mean like strong as like character written. Yeah, she definitely wasn't the strongest character written in Justice League, but she's definitely the weakest in um, Snyder Cut. So I guess that's what they sacrificed for Cyborg, which I, I'm 100% saying was worth it. Um, the Flash's character kind of stays the same. Uh, he's still comedic relief, but this time he's the only comedic relief. Um, in Justice League, you see all the characters making jokes. They're all making funnies at everything that's happening. Um, but in Snyder's Cut Justice League, the tone is a lot more serious. None of the characters are jokey. None of the characters are throwing around witty remarks or anything. They're, like, locked in this death battle. 
for the survival of the world, and you can definitely you can definitely feel like it's way more intense. Um, with the exception being of the Flash, and this goes back to what I said earlier about the Flash's character being inexperienced. He's not really known for working with people. He's more of a run in, save someone, push someone out of the way type deal. And so it still makes sense for him to be kind of funny, kind of jokey, because he's the youngest member, I would say, and like the most inexperienced. And um, something notable about his character is his attachment to Batman's character. Um, in Justice League, he's kind of just there as comedic relief, but in Snyder's Cut Justice League, he seems to be a little bit more attached to Batman, like he sees him more as a mentor, as a guidance than anyone else, at least. So that was something interesting and notable. Um, Aquaman's character gets a little bit more. Yeah, like in Justice League, um, he kind of gets like this whole like five minute spiel with Amber Heard where he talks about he doesn't want to do anything for Atlantis. He just wants to go fight people and stuff. But in Snyder Cut, we get a little bit more background, you know, like the Amazons and the uh, Atlanteans have been at war, but you know, they're nicer now because it's the fate of the world. And we see a little bit more about Aquaman's past, at least. And he's not like a dumb hothead, he's just a hothead, which kind of fits for his character. Um, he's pretty much perceived himself to be pretty strong, and he is pretty strong, and he can control water really well. Um, only thing about it though is that the movie Aquaman takes place after Justice League so in Snyder's Cut he's doesn't have like control of the ocean or anything he's just got his mother's trident and he's powerful in water and all that so not much to say about Aquaman's character I would say he's just above Wonder Woman's character and of course then you have Superman um, I'm jumping to Superman because I like Superman in this movie um, he goes from being just there to having a little bit more of like a redemption arc. You know, he goes through uh, what it means to actually help out again. He's trying to remember what his life was like. He's trying to remember what it was to be alive. And, you know, he goes through some stuff. So, and then he like has a reminiscing moment with his dad on his ship where you kind of hear voiceovers of his dad. Um,. Which is cool. And then he gets his new suit. Or he doesn't get a new suit. He just like adopts a black suit. Which kind of fits more to what his dad was wearing. In like the Man of Steel. Uh, I'm going to look this up. Man of Steel. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Uh, outfit. Yeah. So he's wearing armor. Um... <laughs> Jor-El is wearing kind of this armor stuff, but um, it's definitely darker than the blue suit that he gets. And then like kind of underneath it, you can see him in a blacker suit. So it makes sense for uh, Superman in Justice League to have the black suit. Yeah, it's, it's a really nicer looking uh, blacker suit, which fix, which you know fits with the darker tone of the movie itself. 
Um, but yeah, you know, it just, you know, they did a little bit more with Superman's character because they had a little bit more time to do so. Um, and then I guess with Batman's character, he's less of a douchebag and more of a, I guess I would say he's more of a leader. You know, he takes the initiative with some stuff and he's still like a sacrificer type deal. Like he still wants to sacrifice himself for everything. But, um, instead of like wanting to be suicidal about it, he's more like, uh, doing it for vengeance or whatever. No, I'm joking. He's like doing it more for the team. He's like, I have a connection to this team. I want to make sure that they continue, uh, hopefully with Superman because they deserve it. But he also acknowledges this is something that we didn't get in Justice League. He acknowledges his visions from Batman v Superman, which opens up this whole can of worm with the nightmare visions. Um, that being said, you know, we get this whole stuff with um, Zack Snyder trying to wrap up the Snyderverse as cleanly as he can because he knows he won't be getting any more Snyder uh, Snyderverse movies. Um, so yeah, he acknowledges that he saw the Flash in one of his visions, and he acknowledges that Lois Lane's the key, which kind of goes into the epilogue of Snyderverse, uh, or the Snyder Cut, but I'll bring that up in a second. Um, any other characters that are left out? I don't think so. So, yeah, that's basically the main differences. Uh, I guess we can also talk about Steppenwolf's character. We see Steppenwolf less as just a generic bad guy, and more of like this dude who's not willingly doing this he doesn't want to take earth he's doing it because dark side's dark side's there and he betrayed dark side somehow so he has to pay penance cuz he accepts that dark side's superior and oh sorry stretch <sighs> sorry i just had to stretch for a little bit oh okay yeah so Steppenwolf's character is definitely an improvement in this one as well and then there's actually the mention of and you can kind of see dark side himself um and like his lackey Desaad, which is like um i don't know if you guys saw the marvel movies like guardians of the galaxy where thanos had a lackey too that uh, that one dude kills really easily um i don't think Desaad would be like that but you know i'm just throwing that out there um so yeah we actually get a glimpse of dark side and the Justice League members see Darkseid, so they know that there's a bigger threat out there, which is something that Justice League doesn't do. At the end of it, um, the Justice League beats uh, Steppenwolf, and that's kind of it. They just beat him, and they don't acknowledge Darkseid exists, they don't know Darkseid exists. They just do it, and they're like, okay, the day is saved, we're good. Um, so yeah. Uh, those are kind of like the main character differences between the two movies. I want to talk really quickly about like story differences. Um, Zack Snyder focuses a lot on each character's backstory. Um, except with like, of course, Wonder Woman and um, Batman and Superman. Mainly because we've already seen all these characters before. So he focuses a lot on the Flash's backstory, about how he visits his dad how he's holding down a bunch of dead-end jobs, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we see a little bit more with Aquaman and how he has an effect on, you know, like, the people he helps save and all that. Then we see a little bit more with, um, actually, we see a, a lot more. We see a whole bunch more with Cyborg's character 
and just what an awesome character he can be. And then, you know, the Flash is kind of the same. Or actually, no, I just talked about the Flash. Um, missing someone? Aquaman? No, uh, no, that's it. Two, three, four, five, six. So there are only six Justice members? Yeah, okay, wow, okay, so that makes a lot more sense. Um, I must have been counting wrong, or double counting, I guess, because... Oh wait, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six Justice League members, and one, two, three, four, five, six Avengers? Are there also six Avengers? That doesn't make any sense, does it? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I guess there are only six Avengers. <laughs> All right then. Um, wow, that's so weird that they each have the same amount of members on the team in the first movie. Um. Anyway, that's getting off point. Um, some of the major story stuff that Zack includes is super helpful, but there's also a lot of stuff that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, there's no need to add um, the talks between Lois Lane and Martha, Superman's mom. There's really no need to add that in. Um, also, a lot of slow-mo. Zack Snyder is known for his slow-mo, and he uses it a lot especially in this movie especially with flash's character oh but that brings me up to an awesome point the flash's character can fucking time travel in this movie and not like time travel to like 1940 or whatever like he can go a little bit faster than the speed of light to the point where he rewinds time like just by a couple of seconds he does this very notably in two scenes one where they're using the mother box to bring superman back he misses it by like half a second, so he rewinds time just a little bit so that he can give the mother box a spark just when it touches the water to bring back Superman. And then again at the end of the movie where um, he misses his mark and he has to go back in time to stop himself from, from literally the, the destruction of the world. Like in that one, the mother boxes connect and he fails and the entire world's going to be destroyed unless he goes back in time for like just a couple seconds to help out um yeah uh it's insane um but talking about the ending for a second um you can look up on youtube like i'm literally typing it in right now on youtube um justice league final final battle Final battle comparison and uh, and there's a whole bunch of stuff like a whole bunch of videos about comparing the two videos and comparing the two movies I mean uh, you guys are more than welcome to go watch those after watching this one or before this one but yeah there's a lot their difference that it makes the difference that having a darker shadow gradient and having triumphant music it makes all the difference in the battle and just look up like literally after watching this go look up or pause this or whatever look up justice league final battle and then look up snyder cut justice league final battle 
or just look up a comparison of the two and you can see the difference you can feel the difference in the two battles you can feel how one feels more satisfactory than the other um but yeah um i think that's about it i wanted to talk about for the two movies um my final uh i guess my final talking point is that i consider both movies decently good like i wouldn't not watch justice league i mean i would watch it again because it's only an hour and a half long uh i would watch it if i want to watch a crappy imitation of avengers i wouldn't watch it for the story or for the action or anything like that the action and the cgi fights are kind of generic when it comes to uh justice league you know it's pretty generic pretty the typical stuff you would expect from a blockbuster movie um i would give justice league itself about like a like a five out of ten i guess you know it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great uh i would rewatch it um if someone asked me to like if i was watching it with someone who had never seen it before i'd be like yeah okay i don't mind watching it with you um just so you're not watching it by yourself so you don't have to be ashamed <laughs> um as for Snyder Cut, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, it definitely had no right being four hours long. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Uh, there's a point in the flash where there's like three minutes. There's like three minutes of just unedited slow-mo. Or I guess it is edited because it is slow-mo. I don't know. Uh, it's just like three minutes of slow motion and I'm just like, this is taking a while. And they do that a bunch of times. But I guess they make up for it a little bit in the fact that they redeemed Cyborg's character. Like, literally, I'm willing to forgive the four hours that the movie took because they do so much more with it. Like, Zack knows what he did with the four hours. He knows that he gave it a saving grace. And in doing so, he makes the movie watchable. And I appreciate it. Um, Again, it had no right being four hours long. But in terms of being a good movie it did exactly what it needed to do it answered a lot of questions that we have from uh man of steel batman v superman and wonder woman answers a lot of questions and it raises some new ones it keeps the viewer entertained enough to want to see more actually um the only problem with it is like yeah it was too long like this is something people have been saying about the new batman movie that it's been too long like it was too long of a movie and I'll talk about that when I talk about the Batman itself. Um, and talk about a bunch of the old Batman movies. I'm really excited to talk about that. But uh, regardless, four hours is an obscenely long time. It's obscenely... It was just too long. Like, I watched it the first time, all in one sitting. And then I watched it the second time, all in one sitting. And I... I don't... I didn't find it, you know? Uh... The second time watching it all in one sitting, I was watching it by myself, so I was really in it. I was into it, you know? I was like, yeah, there's no one here to bother me, so I can watch this. Uh, the first time I watched it, I watched it with my brother. Um, so we kind of had just comments going the whole time. We had uh, active, uh, you know, sharing thoughts going on while we were watching it. So, I mean, that was pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I would not recommend watching Snyder Cut all in one go. But then again, at the same time, I would because I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed watching it all in one go. Uh, I did pause it like in between to like use the bathroom or get some snacks or whatever, but that's about it. Um, yeah, okay. Um, 
one like really last thing uh, is about the epilogue. Uh, if you watched Snyder's Cut, you know that the epilogue references a lot. You know, um, I think Zack Snyder knew that Warner Brothers wasn't going to be letting anyone uh, bully them into giving Zack Snyder his three Justice League movies. Um, so I think he did an okay job with it. He did like a in the visions that we get and from what we see in the movie and the epilogue we get enough questions answered to know how his story would have ended we know how it would have gone i'm assuming that in the next justice league movie lois lane would have died probably because batman had failed to save her uh superman would turn evil and join dark side resulting in the end of the world and then probably in the third one um they would use flash to go back in time save lois lane or warn batman about lois lane to the point where they save him they beat dark side and superman never turns evil and of course lois lane never dies so yeah that's i'm guessing how it would have gone so yeah um just good movie yeah you, you know what definitely it was a good movie i like snyder's cut it was so much better than Justice League. i'll always say that i'll always admit that i'll never be ashamed to say that snyder's cut was way better than Justice League. did it have to be four hours god no that's why i would give it like in eight 8.5 out of 10 so in between there 8.25 out of 10 you know it was decently good for what it was doing i liked it so yeah 8.25 out of 10 all right um so i will be i'm gonna have four episodes uh on the podcast this month to make up for lack of two episodes last month like i said i had i just recently got a job so i had stuff going on where i was trying to reorganize my life with a job and doing school and all that and it just so happened that the podcast suffered a little bit for it but you know thankfully we're back on track now and so the next episode next upcoming episode is about the batman i'm going to be talking about all the batman movies but i will be focusing specifically on the batman and the old like 1980s movies 1990s movies um i won't spend a lot of time on the dark knight trilogy mainly because i feel like that's been talked about so many times and so often that it's enough to like give it its own thing uh if you guys want to see me talk about the dark knight rises or the dark knight or the dark knight trilogy itself um i guess let me know we're on instagram we're on it's my tv show is on instagram so you can like leave a comment under one of the pictures or whatever just uh you know let us know if you want to see a lot more of that um yeah so look forward to the batman episode i'm going to be talking about how awesome matt reeves batman is spoiler alert it's pretty awesome if you haven't seen it i would recommend watching it I know that as of today it's been out for a month, but I also know that a lot of people haven't had a chance to see it, which is why I will be including a spoiler warning at the beginning, and of course, 
um, you know, a spoiler warning in the description. I'm not leaving one for the Snyder Cut because it's been out for over a year. It's on HBO. And at this rate, if you haven't seen a four-hour movie, it's because you don't want to. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening and have a great rest of your week.